As health and wellness providers, we know that better patient outcomes require a whole person, multidisciplinary approach that we just can't provide on our own. That's why I've started the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I'll be bringing you interviews with experts, tips, tricks, secrets, resources, systems, and solutions so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And creating your wellness center won't feel like starting over. Hello and welcome to another episode of Wellness Center Creators. I'd love to take a moment to tell you a bit about Jane, our show sponsor, before we get started today. Jane is a practice management software that I love and use every day at Vancouver Wellness Studio. For me, Jane is like having an extra set of hands for all of my daily tasks. It's easy to use and I can book, chart, bill, and get paid all online. By doing these tasks with Jane, we've simplified workflows in our practice and saved a lot of time doing admin work. If you want to learn more, head to jane.app to book a one-on-one demo with a member of their team. You can also mention my name, Kendall Hagenson, at the time of sign-up for a one-month grace period applied to your new Jane account. Welcome back, everyone, to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. Today on the show, we have Haley Vilhauer. Haley is a registered dietitian, functional nutritionist, and a holistic health expert. Haley has been studying food science and human nutrition for over 25 years and loves working with individuals, families, teams, and workplaces to find simple ways to improve their health and fitness. Haley is a mother to three energetic children, so in her time away from work, she is busy helping them grow and pursue their own unique interests. In her free time, Haley is a CrossFit coach at CrossFit Fort Vancouver here in Vancouver, Washington, and a high-performance coach to their athletes and other fitness enthusiasts across the country. Haley loves helping people achieve a positive relationship with food, a life without fear of medical flare-ups, imbalances, weight gain, or food sensitivity issues. Haley is passionate about helping others feel better in their bodies and cultivate self-compassion and confidence in their self-care habits. Through her work, Haley meets her clients where they are and acts as a coach and accountability teammate as she teaches her clients exactly how to make realistic and sustainable food and lifestyle changes. Haley's goal in her practice is to help others eat with knowledge and intuition and alleviate physical discomfort so they can optimize their performance, energy, and quality of life. Welcome, Haley. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Kendall. (laughs) And what a nice introduction. I appreciate it. (laughs) Of course. And Haley is our nutritionist on our team here at Vancouver Wellness Studio. So we've known each other for six years at this point. And Haley is a wealth of knowledge. So let's jump in. Let's talk about functional nutrition because I use this term a lot with my business coaching clients. If they're ever hiring a nutritionist, I always tell them to look for a functional nutritionist. So tell our listeners, what does it mean to practice nutrition with a functional lens? Oh, I love this question because it basically could be looked at as holistic. It could be looked at as more of a pillar approach. There are a lot of ways in which the word functional kind of shows up in the nutrition spectrum. But what it means for me and how 
I really integrate that into practice is I pay attention to not just the food coming in with my clients, although nutrition is often the reason they seek me out. um, That is one of the many avenues in which I can help them really overall improve health. I need to also pay attention to their sleep. I need to look at some stress management. How's that going? Where are the stressors in their life coming from? You know, what are they doing to offset that? I also want to look at their movement patterns. You know, are they living an active lifestyle? Are they moving enough during their day? Or are they sedentary or someone somewhere, you know, in that spectrum in between? And really getting to know that individual, where they're currently at with their habits and their self-care, as well as what's happened in the past. Because if we don't look back <laughs> in the rearview mirror, so to speak, as I like to call it, if we don't go back to the timeline as far back as we have access to information about self, right? If we have biological mother information about how things went in utero, that's amazing. Um, If we don't have access to that information, we really go back to the timeline as far back as we can gain that access, as far back as we know medically what was going on, or if we know environmentally and our lifestyle what was going on, and we try and put together the pieces of the puzzle, so to speak. And we look at this functionally to kind of assess where there could be areas to work to improve the self-care habits, to improve, therefore, the overall health in that pillar, if you will. And we don't want any one thing to be looked at alone. We want to look at it kind of all as parts of the puzzle. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. So as a nutritionist, what are the key factors to consider when it comes to helping a client optimize their health? Oh, I love this. And again, this could come back to a real individualized conversation depending on that, you know, client. And it should, it should be led by their goals and desires for themselves. But what I'm often, you know, coming in wanting to assess from a nutritional lens specifically is, you know, what is their input? What kind of things are coming into their body? That also includes the environment in which they're eating and drinking things. Um, So I'm trying to get to know more personally what their habits look like and what their average hydration status might be on any given day or what their patterns for meal intake might look like. You know, are they someone who always skips breakfast or never makes time for lunch or always has a lull of energy at three o'clock in the afternoon, you know, and I'm looking for opportunity to change with their agreement, um, some of their input, right? To look for opportunities to give more in the areas that might be depleted and maybe to give less if something's coming in in excess. So what are the top three things someone can do to really optimize their nutrition? Because I think across the board, everyone can relate to at some point in their life, wanting to take a look at their own nutrition. And there's so much information out there. So if you could pick three things to help them optimize that, what would it be? Well, as I just mentioned, paying attention to input. So I won't count that as one of the three, but that would definitely be, you know, if we're lacking major things, we want to start there. Um, If we're skipping you know, having enough quality fats or enough quality proteins in our diet or enough quality H2O, you know, (laughs) we are going to want to start there. Um, But if I had to pick three other things that really, really drive how you feel overall, um, one of them would be kind of assessing your habits. And 
looking at the rhythms and the routines that you keep more often or most often and deciding are those rhythms and routines supporting my health and my health goals that I maybe have in place or my health desires. And for a lot of my clients and athletes alike, it's if they're having inconsistencies and they're not eating routinely enough or the timing is not with the nourishment coming in before they crash uh, and their energy is already too low when they finally get that food. Uh, we're looking for opportunities to kind of enhance their routines um, or develop more consistent rhythms or routines if that's where we need to start, if there aren't already any in place. And then, you know, we're also looking at, are they giving their body enough for how much demand they're placing on their body? And, a big problem, especially in the diet culture in which we live, is underconsumption and thinking that we need to somehow starve ourselves into better health. And, um, you know, that diet mentality doesn't serve anyone to be well nourished. And so I look for opportunities with my client's permission to really say, are you balancing enough input enough energy coming in for the amount of output. So we start looking at their movement and we start looking at how they're spending their time during their day, physically speaking and energetically with even the stress demands on them. Um, and we're deciding, you know, are you getting enough? Are you repleting enough? Um, so yeah, those are some top three things. I can talk on those forever, but I won't <laughs> more for another day. <laughs> well, and that speaks to also the health at every size approach to nutrition and to health in general, um, because I think sometimes when people have had experience with nutrition in sort of the medical model in the past, there is a sense of like losing weight equals health or thinness equals health. And we know that's not true. And that's not how we practice here. And that's not how you practice. I'm curious what you see as common pitfalls when clients, you know, when when it comes to their nutrition, what are those common things that people are sort of bumping into those common barriers? Yeah, well, great question. And it touches on what you just mentioned with that health at every size approach, which is nourishing the body that we have now and the needs and demands that it really is calling us to. And one of the pitfalls I see is under consumption, like not having enough nutrient dense foods, not having enough high quality protein is a real big one, especially if someone's physically active or really highly stressed because they're turning over those proteins so fast in those states, um, not having enough essential fatty acids, like that's an anti-inflammatory input to the body. And if someone's not eating foods that are high quality, omega-3 rich foods, if they're not getting those essential components for the body, we can literally have nutrient deficiency happening. We can have people with dry eyes or dry skin or digestive problems or you know problems with pain flare-ups from inflammation, all from missing components in the diet. So Underconsumption, I would say, is definitely pitfall number one. And then these deficiencies in these macronutrients, like the fats, the carbohydrates, proteins, depending on that person's activity level, that's, you know, kind of big umbrella. But underneath that is the micronutrients. You know, are they eating, you know, leafy green vegetables? Are they eating colorful foods? You know, what are their dietary constraints or intolerances? And starting to really identify gaps or deficiencies on a micronutrient level, 
right? So first we're going to look globally and see macronutrients, make sure that they're not having underconsumption patterns there or missing elements there. And then we're going to go micronutrient and kind of look a little bit more closely at those vitamins and minerals and key components of the diet that could be literally just not coming in. And, you know, that's a pitfall if someone has those micronutrient deficiencies because they just aren't eating enough variety or enough high quality input. And then I'd say thirdly, pitfall would be just not having a plan or a strategy around either, you know, the support you might need to make the changes with your health, your nutrition, your diet, you know, learning about the foods and and things that would serve you or the things that might be missing Nutritionally speaking, you know, not having a plan to get that support can be kind of detrimental because figuring that out is really kind of difficult these days. <laughs> and then, you know, not having a plan for when am I going to go to the grocery store? When am I going to actually put these nourishing foods or do I need to hire a meal delivery service? You know, do I need to do partials because I am really busy and maybe I don't want to prioritize more time in the kitchen? Maybe that's not something that I'm going to find joy in or really see as a positive addition to my life. You know, maybe I'd rather outsource some of that or, or go to Trader Joe's and buy things semi-prepared methodology, but not having a plan or a strategy can be a big pitfall, whether on a support level or, you know, as we narrow in, even just as like on a grocery shopping schedule. <laughs> I think that's something a lot of people can relate to because, I don't know if I've met anyone that has as much joy in the kitchen as you do. And it's so beautiful. <laughs> it's so beautiful. And a lot of us don't have that experience in our life. And so uh, we could do a whole nother episode on sure. grocery shopping and meal prepping and, you know, how to use your kitchen efficiently and finding more joy. And, but there's so many options these days and having a plan, it just creates empowerment. Hey, this is Alex from Jane. We often get asked, what makes Jane different from other practice management software? I could talk all day about how Jane can help you save time and automate your practice, but really it comes down to three main things. Our genuinely helpful features that can help you run and grow your practice, our amazing customer service team who is invested in you no matter where you are in your journey, and the Jane community, that's you. Jane wouldn't be what it is without the dedicated practitioners who work hard to help clients every single day. Come see what we're all about at jane.app. Don't forget, you can mention the Wellness Center Creators Podcast in your sign-up notes for a one-month grace period if you know you're ready to get started. I'll talk to you soon. So what benefits do you see when clients start to really experience that food as medicine approach? What, what are you seeing kind of as results? Oh, this is fun because really it can depend again, back to this real personalized approach on the individual. You know, if you came in and you were lacking energy, which is a real common problem, maybe improvements in your energy are what we're actually measuring as success points, right? And so that one, when people have improved energy, for me, that vibrancy of life is everything. It's like, wow, what more can you enjoy in your day if you come with a sense of vitality about it as opposed to feeling depleted or fatigued all the time. So increased energy is one of my favorites. And therefore, um, you know, if we look below that, it's like we could be recovering better. Um, because if someone's taxing their body, stressing their body, whether physically in the gym or whether their workplace demands, or just maybe they're in that role as a parent or a caregiver, um, or maybe they're 
purposely training themselves to have, you know, changes, but that's like improved recovery is one of the most fantastic things, less stiffness, less soreness, less pain and inflammation, you know, less of the body talking back to you in a way that doesn't feel, you know, positive or productive, you know, and on that under the hood view, we could see less stress from a blood panel. We could see less harmful cholesterols. We could see less oxidative stress. We could see better biomarkers and iron storage. You know, we can see all sorts of cool things depending on the individual. And that really, you know, depends on what we're repleting or working to to improve with someone's health. But another fun one for all the business owners is, you know, improve mental focus and brain function. <laughs> I'm like, who wants to be more productive in their day, you know, when they do carve out time to do the things that they're pursuing, both personally and professionally. It's like, we all want to have better mental focus. We all want to have better brain function and less brain fog. And so that's one of my favorites is when people come in and just say, like, I feel so much more mentally clear. And I'm like, yes, high five to that. That's exactly. Um, And then, you know, in this day and age, we talk a lot about immune system function because we know a lot about it. We know a lot about food as medicine, food and its protective benefits to things like our immune system. And when I hear my clients having less colds, less problems with the things that their environment is uh, exposing them to better immune system function is huge. It's like, yes, that's what we're after. You know, we could go down the list. There'd be more, there'd be hormone balance. There'd be, you know, things like improvements with how you feel about yourself, but that's again, another podcast, another day, another day. (laughs) I feel like we also just created a new offering that would be something around like nutrition for clarity for business owners, you know, mental clarity for business owners using nutrition. So be on the lookout because Haley and I are going to create that. (laughs) That's good. I like the scheming idea on that. That would be important. You know, we all want to be our most calm, cool and collected version of self and the hours we set aside to do certain tasks. We'd like to be able to feel confident and competent in getting them accomplished. Absolutely. And I... I can't let you leave today without talking about the business side. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> because you have just an amazing life story <laughs> and you owned a spa and salon for 12 years. You've had your own nutrition practice. You've worked for other companies as a nutritionist. Now you're on our team as a nutritionist. I wonder if you could just share with our listeners a little bit about that trajectory. What got you into this field Mm -hmm. and sort of along the way, like those key points that you've really learned in business? Mm, Such a good question. Well, I appreciate this question because it really has been a journey. And I think anyone that is building a business or working in a business will understand that the only constant thing in life is change. And so I became interested in really fascinated with nutrition when I was in my teens and went and saw a dietitian myself. So my journey started way back when in my teens, and I won't go and you know bore you with the details, but fast forward to, I already knew when I graduated high school, I wanted to study food science, human nutrition. You know, I wanted to absorb as much information as possible. And upon exiting, I'd had a lot of experience thanks to what they call, you know, a coordinated internship where you get to do a lot and explore a lot of what a dietitian can do. And I just knew I am not going to be in a hospital because I think that there is an amazing personality needed for that. And it wasn't mine. And so I um, loved the idea of having freedom and flexibility. I loved the idea of 
creating something um, that could better, you know, others and a community. And yes, it led me into the spa and salon industry where I practiced my functional nutrition alongside of, you know, acupuncturists and massage therapists. And um, what I learned in that experience of business ownership was that the quality of people that you work with makes all the difference in your experience and in the success of your business. And it really became evident that my primary job was going to be a lot of HR as well as a lot of like motivation of a team, which was not something I had learned in school or picked up in the food science, human nutrition classes. So, uh, you know, those business skills are literally learned in process of doing them or in process of sometimes in my case, like being in the moment. And I love to reflect back because what I would tell my 23 year old self who took on business ownership is just like, do the best you can with the given resources that you have at that time, because you can't know it all right now and you won't know it all. And some of the things you're just going to have to experience, <laughs> you know, and when you do, you're going to have to tap into an even you know deeper part of self. And you're going to have to look around even more so to the wisdom that surrounds you and the people who have gone before you and those that can inspire and encourage you. And in that experience of those dozen years, um, I enjoyed so much learning curve in a positive way where I was absorbing so much information about just what it means to lead a team and what it means to show up and personally support that team so that they want to stay. And, you know, we had many of our team members in that experience that were with us for a decade plus, which to me was the ultimate goal, finding people that were as inspired as you were to do their work and to show up and put forth that effort at a quality and caliber um, that you were striving for to put out into the world. So for that, you know, that uh, came along with also birthing a few children in that process. And uh, by the third child, I was realizing managing, you know, 20 plus employees and trying to nurse people in the middle of the night was really a hard job. So I moved into you know, having other experiences, helping others start businesses and working more on the back end, you know, helping them set up that payroll and the things they had acquired as knowledge over time and helping them with, you know, customer account setup and things that uh, were unfamiliar to them at the time and just kind of nurturing others through the process of business growth, which was really a, a fun and kind of unexpected journey. Um, and those were family members of mine. So that was even more fun um, to watch them and, and to see them now in their success, having you know, I was with them only a short period of time. And then moving into, you know, working for someone else, uh, which prior to you, Kendall, you know, when we met, I was at a very happy place in my career. I was comfortable. <laughs> I was working for some dear friends from my youth and they had an established practice and they were creating a wellness center themselves and didn't have a nutrition department. And that was very fulfilling to step in and fill a role that was needed. And I was um, as I like to call it, you know, comfortably uncomfortable. I was working for someone else, um, you know, showing up nine to five and having a good time while doing it until I met you. And I like to say, and things got all shaken up in a great way. <laughs> and when we met, you know, I had no anticipation of becoming uncomfortable and like owning a business again. But when the opportunity presented itself and I saw your vision and what you had already started to establish and create and what was happening, 
I had to jump on board over time. I mean, that is, again, another story we won't go into as to how that all came down. But I don't regret moving into a little bit of unknown when I took the position and said, yes, I'll open my own LLC again. And yes, I'll come on board, you know, at first as a, a contracted someone who leases space for me, you know, and yet be a part of this collaborative team. What a, what a joy. I get to do both, have flexibility and support and collaboration. And um, that felt new and exciting to me because that was not what I was experiencing in previous work settings. And that's what I thought was missing. It's like, we all need to sit in the same room and for the benefit of this individual, like come together on this and really help them be most successful um, on the shortest timeline possible. And so, yes, coming on board, you know, and starting a business all over again, what I learned there is just, it takes a lot of work, you know, it takes a lot of hard behind the scenes hours. And sometimes you sacrifice sleep, or sometimes you sacrifice recreation. But the end satisfaction when you work with your ideal client, and when that ideal client has the experience that you're wanting to deliver, for me, that's so motivating, you know, it's, it's worth that energy and time spent. So coming back on board as an employee in the last handful of months um, has been, again, another just trusting the process and being flexible to that constant change that comes about in, in business. And what I've learned there is I really like less responsibility on an employee side. I really like the idea that a lot of these systems that you've built and have in place are for the benefit of the whole. And I get to tap into those systems and really help my business be more streamlined when I work with my clients so that I can be most efficient and productive and, you know, add value to the team. And it feels great to say that you're a part of a team that's, you know, progressively growing and always seeking to self-improve. So I've learned that you definitely need to surround yourself with those people because otherwise coming to work, you know, requires a lot of internal motivation and to have that is wonderful and we all need it. Um, but to have that, you know, external motivation from the others around you and your environment and to look forward to that, like I get to go to work. I don't have to, I get to. <laughs> well, that's something that Haley and I agree on and that I tell anyone that I work with is it's more about the people. It's always about the people. It's always about your team and you will have a successful team. If you have a team of people who want to be there and who are as passionate as you and um, you're excited to lead and support them. So Haley, you are just such a light and resource and have been uh, so impactful to our team over the years. And we're so grateful for you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, if someone wanted to find you and get started working with you uh, for nutrition or coaching, how could they do that? Oh, great question. Well, if they haven't already had a chance to see this beautifully created website at the Vancouver wellness studio.com, all they need to do is head there and there's a nutrition tab just backslash nutrition. So Vancouver wellness studio.com backslash nutrition. And you're welcome to schedule a free strategy call with me at any point in time. That's just an opportunity, no commitments, no pressure, to just connect and hear how you might need support around nutrition or how you might need support around improving your health um, on a more global picture. And that 
provides us just connection time to really see, you know, if we are a good fit to do work together, we'll move into future conversation. And if not, I try and leave at least some sort of little nugget with you that hopefully will get you thinking about how you can better support yourself. And yeah, so I would love you to schedule time, reach out. And we also have our Instagram account and all sorts of fun things that <laughs> we'll put everything daily. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put everything in the show notes so you can find Haley and Haley. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me, Kendall. It was such a pleasure. And I always enjoy visiting with you. So thank you for listening. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please visit our website at wellnesscentercreators.com for more show notes and additional episodes. By the way, I love hearing from listeners. Please send me an email at Kendall, K-E-N-D-A-L-L at wellnesscentercreators.com with your feedback. And if you send me a question, maybe I'll read it on the show, anonymously, of course. Thanks so much again for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the Wellness Center Creators Podcast.